you know, we can't afford for you to go away because you go away <laughs> for one day and look what markets do. I tell you. <laughs> so, yes, certainly the um, the pullback last week, I think, certainly um, has been talked about a lot. So why the strong recovery again suddenly yesterday? And, and you know, really just um, one of the Fed governors last night um, in a speech indicating that there will not be any rate changes or rate hikes before the elections in the U.S. And that sort of just um, fueled uh, the rally in U.S. markets again. And it really just shows you how fickle the markets are at the moment and how little substance there is to any directional move, really, at the moment. So um, there is un- it's unlikely that we will now get any other clues or talk from Fed governors between now and the FOMC meeting next week. They normally have a blackout period leading up to it where Fed governors are not allowed to, to, to sort of make any reference to it. So unlikely for us to get anything from that direction. Also, in China, there is a series of public holidays coming up. Um, this week, Thursday and Friday, will be public holidays in, in China. And so will the first week of October be a um, a holiday period in China. So yesterday we had the the central bank in China also get involved in in some open market transactions. They they bought back some, they provided liquidity in the 7-day, 14-day and 28-day period, really trying to get um, sufficient liquidity into the market for the next month. So along with that good sort of Chinese economic data that we had out yesterday, I think the two big powerhouses in the world is not really going to move anything. Which brings us to Japan, um, sort of the third big one, and they do have an opportunity still, in the absence maybe of their bigger brothers, to to, to do um, put some policy measures in place next week that might very well weaken the yen, therefore strong, strengthen the U.S. dollar. And of course, we know that that means for the rand, that means a weaker rand possibly next week. But you know, really, this could go any direction based on any bit of information that comes out. That is how how um, sensitive the market is at the moment for any form of good or bad news. Well, I'd, I'll try not to go away uh, anytime soon. <laughs> and, and and just looking at what's happening locally, um, Narina, on the local front, uh, we had some strong GDP data last week. Uh, does that not show that the worst is probably over? And I ask this very cautiously. <laughs> I, I wish. You know, certainly the the quarter-on-quarter number of 3.3% was, was very encouraging for the simple reason that it means technically we are not in a recession. But, you know, the majority of that bounce really was because of base effects, because of the very weak first quarter growth that we had this year. So when we look at the annual GDP numbers still only coming in at 0.6%, it clearly shows the underlying weakness of the South African economy. And with mining and manufacturing data that we also came out last week, um, clearly shows that the first Third quarter is not looking to be uh, to be strong enough really to get us closer to that one percent uh, GDP growth mark. So I think a lot of the focus now in the, in the coming weeks will be um, as, as we lead into the midterm budget policy statement in October in our own parliament. A lot of the focus will be on how can we actually um, do whatever is necessary in order to to not just boost growth on the ground but also appease the ratings agencies. So we've got President Zuma in. Parliament today. We're hoping to see some indications from him in terms of what will be done on the economic growth front. And I think for all of us, we really sort of need to move beyond the the, the petty political squabbles that are on the go and really as, as South Africans unite and focus on the, the, the massive um, uh, need that we have for, for economic growth. And of course, with that, uh, you know, employment growth with that as well. 
And then, you know, Narina, if there's one thing that government, labor and business agree on, it's, of course, the overwhelming requirement for job growth. And um, everybody seems to believe that uh, the SMME sector is widely uh, the one that has the best potential for addressing both the unemployment and economic growth crises. But what are the stumbling blocks to get the sector moving? You know, I think it's it's quite well documented that, that things like excessive red tape and, and rigid labor regulations and, and in particular inability to access finance also, that these are the sort of things that are really holding back SMEs and entrepreneurs in, in getting um, businesses off the ground and with that also create the, the jobs that are needed. So, the you know, the OECD um, have, have recently published a study in which they made some specific recommendations in terms of what can be done to, um, to to really address this. And I think one of the most important things and the lessons that we need to take from that is to promote policy coherence at a regional, national and international level. And I think this talks directly to what is required of government at the moment post the local government elections really to focus on, on consistent policy, on a single policy and speaking from one voice or as we like to say in, in the music industry, sing from the same score sheet. That is probably one of the best things that can be done at this stage. And, and I think individuals, um, um, South Africans, if you want to ask yourself, how can you help in this? If you are a business owner, please p- procure from small businesses. Encourage not just buying from them, but paying them on time as well. If you are involved on HR or in, in, in job creation, give jobs to the youth that actually don't have opportunities to get the necessary skills. Because I think we often also say it's not so much about jobs that are needed but skills development that are needed and and we all know starting out in your first job if you don't have the experience you don't get the job and you can't get the job without the experience so I think there's something that all of us can do in all of it and I think now more than ever it's time for all of us to hold hands pull together and say what could we possibly do to avoid the credit rating downgrade in December and the focus has got to be on really um, uniting behind economic growth and job creation.